Are you in need of a spiritual shakeup? Find out on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Uh, this is a message about gaining spiritual life back. It's a message about regaining spiritual breath within us. I want you to ask yourself, Lord, am I, am I dry bones? And if so, breathe on me afresh, O oh God. And welcome to Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job, president of Moody Bible Institute and also senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago. I'm Wayne Shepherd. You know, sometimes even as Christians, we can feel a little empty. We lose our way. We forget our purpose. We start to feel a little lifeless. Mark, you're going to help us today reawaken the fact that we're more than just some dry bones, aren't we? Yeah, absolutely. And by the way, this was preached at Founders Week. Mm -hmm. And those of you that may not be familiar with Founders Week, I'm told that it's the oldest or longest lasting continuous continuous free Bible conference in the nation. Can I say best? Best. Come on now. (laughs) And um, this was actually a very, very powerful Founders Week message. Uh, to illustrate a little bit what uh, the, the the dry bones, I actually secured about 12, 13 life-size skeletons <laughs> it was and great. put them on stage. Oh, my and, goodness. And so I preached with skeletons on stage, and God really moved in this message. So I think it's going to speak to some of you, especially if you're feeling dry spiritually. I wish you could see what we're about to hear, but use your radio imagination as we listen to Mark's <laughs> message, Spiritual Shake-Up. Tonight, I want to talk to you about spiritual shakeup. I believe that we are in a season that God is shaking us up to wake us up. Sometimes we need to be spiritually shaken in order to remain unshaken. And I want you to take your Bibles tonight and turn to Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter 37. As we enter a spiritual dimension of a prophetic vision, it has been painted by famous artists. It's been sung about in spiritual songs. You heard about it in Sunday school. It's a gruesome, ugly, nasty picture. Ezekiel chapter 37 reads like this. The hand of the Lord was on me. He's having a vision taken in the spirit by the almighty God. It doesn't tell us in scripture that It's a vision, but we know that this is a three-dimensional, powerful vision given to this prophet. And he says, the hand of the Lord was upon me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley. It was full of dry bones. That's your cue, dry bone guys. He led me back and forth among them. 
And listen, I saw great many bones on the floor of the valley. Bones that were very, very dry. And he asked me, son of man, can these bones live? <laughs> Isaiah is taken to a valley. It's a valley like no one has seen before. Can these bones live? I think some of them are. He takes him to a valley, and this valley has got a prophetic message to it. It's not just a few bones. It's a valley that is full of bones, the Bible tells us. Uh, the French painter Gustave Doré tried to capture the scene in a painting called The Vision of the Valley of Dry Bones. Uh, he pictures in his mind what he thought that it would look like. It was not just a couple of bones thrown together, but this is a valley. In the depth of the valley, there's deep bones there. They're scattered as far as the eye can see. These are lifeless bones that symbolize the people that used to breathe, that used to walk, that used to love, that used to marry, that had children, that had life within them, their organs beat. It symbolized the people that were but are not anymore. It symbolizes a people that have ceased to be living people. Now, It's a valley of dry bones. The image that God gives the prophet Ezekiel is an image that has to do with a people that needs to be revived, a people that needs to be awakened. Now, this is a message about gaining spiritual life back. It's a message about recapturing that which has eluded us it's a message about regaining spiritual breath within us. It's a message to those that once lived, once sang, once breathed, once loved passionately, but now they're dry. It's a message of, re of revival. It's a message of renewal. And so I want you, as I work my way through Ezekiel chapter 37... I want you to ask yourself, Lord, am I, am I dry bones? And if so, breathe on me afresh, O oh God. I believe that as I read this passage that there are three important insights into how God revives dry bones. And if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Number one. Renewal, spiritual renewal, often starts by a startling revelation of our true, pathetic, spiritual condition. The Bible says, the hand of the Lord was on me, and he brought me out by the Spirit of the Lord and set me in the middle of a valley that was full of dry bones. I want you to notice that this was a three-dimensional realm that shocks Ezekiel to the core. 
Uh, Jewish people, uh, in the Jewish custom, it was a, a disgrace not to bury the dead. And so to take this proper Jewish man and to expose him to the bodies of the dead was even more shocking to him. But God oftentimes tries to shock us out of our comfort. Sometimes it takes a rattling, a shake-up to take us from one condition to another. And so he forces Ezekiel in the spiritual realm to not only walk in the valley of dry bones that he felt was unclean and untouchable, but he takes him to the valley of dry bones, and in the spirit, he makes him take a close look at the dry bones. He's not just viewing it from an aerial view. The Bible says that he went back and forth among the dry bones. He said, he led me back and forth among them, and I saw a great many bones on the floor of the valley, bones that were very very dry. This is the Spirit of the Lord saying, Ezekiel, look close. Do you see these bones? Ezekiel, examine these bones. Take a close look at these bones. He went back and forth through the valley seeing these bones that are disconnected, this lifeless bones, these bones that symbolize something that was before and is not anymore. You know, when someone takes you and you go back and forth and examine something, it's because they want you to notice, they want you to think, they want you to observe, they want you to take it in. Recently, I had to rent a car in a foreign country, and so they gave me the car, they drove up, and I've rented enough cars to know, hey, when you return it, they may say, hey, that wasn't there, and I don't know if it was there or not. So I've gotten a little smarter now. Now I examine the vehicles that I rent. In fact, I take a, a video. So now if I rent a car, I take a video, I look around, and they're wondering what I'm doing. I'm looking around the car. I'm saying, there's a dent, and there's a dent, and I see something over here, and I didn't do that, and this was already here, and let me examine it carefully because it's important that I see the nuances of it. The Spirit of the Lord is taking Ezekiel in the valley of dry bones and not just glazing over this, but having him take a deep, deep look at something that was, was repulsive to him. Look deep. Don't turn your face away. Look at those dry bones. Glare at them. Examine them. I want you to take in this sight of this desperate, desperate situation. And then he says to Ezekiel, these were very, very dry bones. And by the way, uh, if you know anything about corpses, if it's a recent body, it takes a while to decay, these were bones that had no meat on them, which means that they had been dry for a long time. Years of dryness. The Bible makes a point to declare that they were very dry, which means that this was not just a sudden situation that they found themselves in, a sudden death, but they had been dry for a long time. And then God ask Ezekiel a very, well, a very interesting question. 
After Ezekiel has seen how desperate the situation is, after he's seen how dead these are, how long they've been in this condition, how impossible it is to revive them, then Ezekiel is posed with this question by the Spirit of God. He asked me, Son of man, can these bones live? That's a tough question to ask. Ezekiel has just been exposed to death, dryness, in the impossibility of this mass of bones coming to life. But Ezekiel was a man of God. He was smart in his theology. Sounds like a Moody Bible Institute grad. He said, Sovereign Lord, you alone know. That's a great answer, isn't it? You see, Ezekiel, he had no confidence in the bones coming to life, but he did know something about the power of God. And so he throws it back on the sovereignty of God. He had no confidence that these bones would come alive, but he knew that God could bring anything to life. And so he says, son of man, only you know. This problem was not going away with a pep talk. This problem was not going away with a little uh, a praise worship. This wasn't a light, like, hey, get out of the bed. You'll feel better. No, they were dead. Lord, only you know whether these bones can live again. And I'm convinced that when God wants to awaken us out of spiritual slumber, when God wants to renew our hearts, when God is doing an awakening of our spirit, oftentimes we fall into conditions that we don't even know we're in until the Spirit of God reveals that condition to us. And there's more to that point coming up in just a minute here on Bold Steps with Mark Job. Mark, this morning I was pleased to see my copy of the Bold Stepper Weekly arrive via email. I was hoping that we might share some of the special takeaways from this latest edition of this weekly devotional listeners can sign up for. Yeah, so if you're not familiar with the Bold Stepper Weekly, this comes every Monday. It's a devotional thought, an update on the ministry. But we hope that it's a reminder for you at the beginning of the week to get into the Word of God. Yeah. Now, today you talked about an exciting trip you're taking. Yeah, so in just a couple of weeks, I'm heading to Ghana, Africa. And some of our listeners may know this or not, but we have actually Moody School of the Bible where I will be at the graduation of 400 uh, students. Many of them are pastors or leaders in their church. And um, it's just uh, an exciting ministry. We've uh, graduated. It will be about 1,500 students. And um, this is a remote area and uh, just a phenomenal ministry in training 
ministers and spiritual leaders in a place that doesn't have access to a lot of good Bible training. Just one more facet to the ministry of Moody Bible Institute, this uh, school of the Bible in Ghana. If you got the Bold Stepper Weekly today, you read about it. If you didn't get it, uh, sign up so you don't miss this kind of announcement. It comes every Monday morning. You can sign up online at boldstepsradio.org for the Bold Stepper Weekly. Contained in the weekly is also the Bold Steps Minute. So check that out online, either through the weekly or you can go directly to boldstepsminute.org. Now, as I promised, let's get back with Mark's message for today about spiritual shakeup. I believe that the Spirit of God was telling Ezekiel, and by the way, Ezekiel was part of this category of dry bones. He was a part of the group of people that God was trying to revive. But God wanted to expose him to the deep darkness. He wanted him to know how bad it was before he was jolted to awaken. I want want to say this to you. I believe oftentimes God has to hold up the mirror. God, it's not that bad. We're okay. Yeah, maybe we're not as zealous as we were before, but things are all right. It's, yeah, maybe I don't read like I was before, and it's been a while since I've worshiped with a lot of enthusiasm. Church seems to have lost some of its, I don't know, its attraction. I, at one time, I felt really drawn. I was kind of hungry, but you know, I don't know. It's probably the preacher. He's a little boring these days. I got a lot on my plate, God. There's a lot of things going on. I don't know. When I was young, I was zealous and enthusiastic. I'm a little more mature now. I don't go by my emotions that much anymore. Yeah, I have a lot of other things in life that take my priority. I still believe in God, and I haven't fallen away. Yeah, maybe I'm not as zealous as I used to be, and maybe things that bothered me before don't bother me anymore, but maybe I've grown a little bit in maturity. Maybe that's it, and then God says, look. Look, I believe that God was doing that with Ezekiel. There's only only certain things that God can do. When I first came to Chicago, I've told you this story before, some of you. I was 21 years old, a graduate of the Moody Bible Institute, found myself in the southwest side of Chicago, back of the yards neighborhood. Not a neighborhood that people were running to pastor in. Most people were running out of that neighborhood. But I found myself in the small church in the southwest side of Chicago, fresh with a degree from a Bible college, full of zeal in my heart, believing that people needed me and that I had a call of God on my life, and so I threw myself into it. And I visited people, and I witnessed to people, and I talked to people, and And people were, it was strange for people to call me pastor. I was 21 years old. One lady came in and said, how come you look like you just got out of high school? I said, well, it wasn't that long. And I was going and going and felt like I needed to solve, heal people and reconcile marriages and lead people to Christ and do that. found myself doing a lot of stuff in six months, in six months of pastoring. I was dry. I was tired, and I was ready to quit the pastorate. I got sick. I didn't have insurance. My grandmother convinced her doctor to see me, and he said, son, young man, you're exhausted. 
And I remember he said, you, you need a week of rest is what you need. And I remember laying on that couch complaining to God. Have you ever complained to God? We call it prayer. Really, it's a complaint session. <laughs> I was complaining to God. God, I'm doing this. And how come I don't feel the, the strength and I'm depleted and don't have the energy to go on? And God did this to me. And you know what I realized? That I was trying to do in the power of my flesh what could only be done in the power of the Spirit. You know what I realized? God convicted me and said, you know, you've been working a lot, but I barely, you barely talk to me. You know, you've been doing a lot, but you barely worship. You've been doing this in the power of your own strength, but you barely depend on me. If I were gone, you wouldn't even notice I was gone. You know, that was a realization. I didn't think. I thought I'm a pastor doing a good work, and God revealed to me the depth of my dryness, the depth of my pride, my fleshliness. I wept, deeply wept, for a couple of days, repented that I had been trying to do what God could only do in my own strength and power, that I was really dry bones, and that I really was not uh, breathing the life of God in me, and that I really needed to start trying to do less and come into God's presence more and depend on Him to do the work and Him to fill me and walk in communion with, with Him. And I vowed before God as I got up, God, I'm going to pray more, spend more time in Your presence. I need You more, God, because I am dry bones. Something funny happened. I feel like I worked less, but more happened in the spiritual realm after I got up because there's a difference between doing it in the power of the flesh and the power of the Spirit. So not only does renewal often start by a startling revelation of our true pathetic condition, but secondly, the prophetic word of the Lord is the catalyst that God uses to set renewal in motion. And notice what he says in verse 4. After he had Ezekiel view the valley of dry bones and awaken to the true spiritual condition of Israel at the time, which he was a part of, then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. And this is what the sovereign Lord said to these bones. I will make breath enter you and you will come to life and I will attach tendons to you and make flesh come upon you and cover you with skin. I will put breath in you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. So now Ezekiel has this task of not only seeing how desperate the condition is, but he has the task now to speaking to skeleton. We'll continue this message when we regroup tomorrow for more Bold Steps with our Bible teacher, Mark Job. If you missed any of today's lesson or if you want to find more teachings from Mark, just go to our website and listen when you can at boldstepsradio.org. When you get there, be sure to request your copy of this month's brand new Bold Step gift. It's a resource that's especially helpful for married couples of any age. And to hear more about it, here again is Mark. 
Has your marriage been feeling a little joyless? As though some of the spark and fun you used to have has suddenly begun to dwindle? If so, you're not alone. There are many couples facing the same struggle. But most importantly, you're not without hope. In their book, The Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages, Dr. Marcus Warner and Chris Corsi lay out a step-by-step process to help make joy a regular experience in your home. Healthy marriages are filled with moments of laughter, love, and happiness. And this kind of joy-filled relationship isn't reserved for just a handful of special couples. It's God's design for each and every marriage, including yours. So if you're looking for ways to stir more joy into your relationship, let us send you a copy of this incredibly helpful resource. Again, the book is called Four Habits of Joy-Filled Marriages. And we'll send you a copy today when you give a gift of any amount to support the ministry of Bold Steps. To do that, just go online to boldstepsradio.org and make your donation and request this Bold Step gift. Or call us at 844-615-7363. Again, 844-615-7363. Or send your gift through the mail by writing to us at Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. Now, before we end today's program, I want to remind you to go and subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast, where you'll find each of these daily messages, and then listen whenever you want and wherever you are. Just open up your favorite podcast app on your phone or smart device and search for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job and click the subscribe button. You can also hear the program through your smart speaker at home or on any Alexa or Siri-enabled device. For more details on how to set up this convenient hands-free listening option, visit boldstepsradio.org. I'm Wayne Shepherd, closing out today's program. Next time, we'll continue this lesson on experiencing a spiritual shakeup by learning how the Word of God brings us back to life. Find out tomorrow on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.